Welcome to The Human Condition with Lisa Gregory. He struggled to speak. The homeless man had not spoken or been spoken to for so long. He struggled with the hoarseness of his voice as he was coaxed into conversation by the woman who was cutting his hair right there on the streets. At that moment, he mattered when he was getting so much more than a haircut. He was getting a moment of humanity from the woman whose hands were holding the scissors. Her name is Laura Reed, and she travels to cities and towns, big and small, offering random haircuts to those in need, many of them homeless. Reed, a hairdresser for 24 years, says it is her calling to use her talent to offer kindness, one haircut at a time. Why did you decide to do this? What was the catalyst that sort of brought you to to this type of effort? It was just at a time, point in time in my life where I just was feeling this need to, to do more with my life. Um, I was just itching to make something of myself, to, to feel like I was doing something with the life that I've been given. I found this hairdresser, his name is Mark Bustos, and he's a busy hairdresser in New York City, and he cuts hair for the homeless. And he goes out with his cordless trimmers and scissors. I said, that is a fantastic idea. So the next day I went to the store and I bought cordless everything and I organized a bag full of um, sanitation uh, spray and made sure I had everything nice and clean. And I went out into the street and I asked a couple people if they wanted haircuts and they said yes. And I was really scared. (laughs) Why were you scared? I was terrified because for one, I could barely get it out of my it's very hard for me to approach a stranger. I mean, I'm very good with clients that come in my chair and sit down, but just go up to a random stranger, especially when they look homeless and say, do you want a haircut? I mean, I'm like asking to invade their personal space. I'm asking to touch them. I'm asking to be close to them. That's a lot for me and it's a lot for them, but they said yes. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And I was shaking, my hands were shaking. And so I started at the back doing the haircut because I didn't want them to see my hand shaking. Um, but I did the haircuts and more people came by and wanted haircuts. I think I did 15 haircuts and it was amazing. And the people that I met there were so grateful. I mean, they hugged me and they're like, nobody has shown, nobody cares about us. They're just kind of forgotten people in society. And they were really just appreciative that somebody took the time to show them some care And the feeling, I mean, my heart was like completely open. My mind was just blown. Then I started an Instagram page because I really wanted to document how I felt and some of the stories, you know, that I was hearing from people just to give them a voice, to give them just to make a platform so I could share their experiences with other people. What kind of a response have you gotten from, I think it's called Laura on the Street, right? I've gotten great response. And you know what? I don't have a million followers like some people do, and I don't even care. That is not my point of doing it. It's just really nice when I have people that message me and they say, hey, this is something I want to do in my in my city, in my town. How do you start? So the ripple effect of what I'm doing and and what Mark Bustos started is just amazing. I never thought I'd have the power to do anything like that in my life. So I've had great responses from that. Um, People are really encouraging and receptive to that. I know not everybody has 
they they have their own maybe personal opinions of why people are homeless. They think maybe they're, you know, drunks or alcoholics, they're bums, they don't have jobs, but there is a reason behind a lot of that. And that's what I want to share with people that we are all one paycheck away. Um, and if not one, maybe several paychecks away from that. And anything can happen at any given time. And some people are given more opportunities in their lives and they're very, very lucky. Like if something happened to me, I, I fortunately, you know, have a, a family that could maybe help me, my mom and my dad, but not everybody has that. So we really have to, you know, count our blessings. And it's just made me, my eyes just open up to situations that people go through. It's not easy for a lot of people. I think I asked you if you wanted to read a couple of your, your Instagram posts. Were you able to find a couple that you wanted to share with the listeners or not? One story that really touched me, there was a little boy named Keith. And I met him in Chester, Philadelphia. I went to Chester for a, a barber convention. And I was really early. because I'm just one of those people. I like to be on time. But I was super early. So instead of just sitting around waiting, I just I had my jump bag in my car. And um, I decided to go to a neighboring town and cut hair. And when I pulled into this, to this area, it was really, um, there were bars on the windows and it wasn't in a good area. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I pulled over and I saw a group of people sitting on a bench and they were, uh, the men and and women and kids. And so I pull up and I start walking over and they kind of looked at me like, oh boy, this girl is like lost she is not in the right neighborhood. And, you know, I had my little spiel where I said, you know, Hey, my name is Laura. I'm a hairdresser and a barber and all my days off. I cut hair for people that are in need. And I don't say homeless because I don't like to categorize people. I just say that people that are in need and, um, they just all kind of looked at me with kind of blank stares. And then this one older gentleman pushed this kid forward and said, go ahead and cut him. And, um, that was Keith, and I can just read a little bit about about that. I said, by far, this was one of my most favorite days cutting hair on the street. I was in Philly for a barber show, but I got there a little early. I hate downtime, so I brought a jump bag with me with my stuff in case the opportunity arose for me to do haircuts. I drove to a park and saw a bunch of people sitting and some kids playing, so I parked my truck and walked over. When I explained to them why I was there, that I had some downtime and that I'd like to do some haircuts for them. They were a little taken back, not sure how to respond. And they said I could cut Keith's hair. While I was cutting, he said, that doesn't feel like it does in the barber shop. I started to laugh and thinking, oh shit. Well, I hope it looks as good as it does when you go there. What he said next blew me away. He said, I can tell I'm gonna like it. I was so happy. He told me he wants to be an NFL quarterback and when he gets older, when he gets older. So I asked him how his grades were. As soon as I did, I heard an older gentleman say, see, that's what a good barber does. She cares about the youth. My heart was slowly filling up with acceptance and gratitude for them trusting me. Keith lived close by, so I asked him to go get a football and we'd play catch. I have a pretty good arm from playing softball for six years. That's when he said he didn't have a football. And at that point, I knew I wasn't leaving until I was able to get him one. When I finished with all the haircuts, because people were lining up after I did such a good job on him, 
His mother let me walk him over to the store and I was able to get him a football. And he felt bad for me spending my money on it. He wanted to give me some of his change. I told him not to worry that there are things that I needed to get for my son anyway. And even though it was a lie, it was worth every single penny that I spent on it. I didn't want him to think I was taking pity on him. I just think that any kid that wants to be an NFL quarterback should have a football. So I was just doing my part to help. Plus, maybe someday he'll play for the Redskins. <laughs> they need all the help they can get. <laughs> um, so that was one of my, and the picture of him holding the football was just really great. And it was just, it was just very uh, amazing experience. And everybody said, well, when are you going to come back? When are you going to come back? Hmm. And it was, it was really sweet. And then I had, um, I cut this woman's hair named Ashley. I wrote, this haircut was very special to me because she hasn't had anyone else other than her mother cut her hair. Her mom has been sick and within the last year been in a hospital bed. She still wants to cut Ashley's hair. So when she goes, Ashley bends down so her mom can cut it from her hospital bed. Ashley told me that her hair was probably very uneven. And when I was sectioning her hair, I did see that and it made me tear up. To see the previous lines that her mother had cut showed me that she tried really hard to do a good job for her daughter. It made me actually sad recutting those uneven lines. I don't think I've ever felt that way cutting the hair. I wish I would have been able to blow dry and style her hair. And that was a really deep thing because, you know, knowing that her mom was sick and she tried the best she could, it was very, I saw the, those lines of the haircut and just recutting those it was kind of like cutting her mom away hmm. and it you know it was that was that was pretty powerful was she homeless or was she on the streets uh, yeah Laura? she's homeless homeless she's she's homeless i think people understand giving money to organizations giving food toiletries but you know there are people out there that really don't get the concept of why a haircut is so important. Do you want to talk about that? Anybody can give money. Anybody can give physical objects. I mean, you can give somebody a pair of shoes. You can give them a shirt. You can give them a coat. You can give them warm clothes. And and that is very important. Don't get me wrong with that at all. But actually being in a situation where you are physically standing in that person's space, you're cutting their hair with scissors, the touch, the human touch is extremely powerful. Some people haven't been touched. I mean, I, I cut one guy in New York. When I started talking to him, he started coughing because he hadn't heard his voice in months. He hadn't spoken to another human. And cutting his hair, he just kind of kept, first it was kind of slow, and then he just let everything out. He just kept talking and talking and I just prolonged that haircut. It took me about an hour. I cut one strand a minute because mm. I wanted to let him keep talking. And, you know, when, when you're standing there in, in people's personal space like that and you're touching them, it's, uh, I mean, that's just, an, it's just, an, it's magic. That's where magic happens. That's where people let down their defenses and they really start to trust you and you are in their hands. And they're in yours, literally. <laughs> People get a fresh haircut. They look better. They feel better. They want to do better. 
I mean, it's just a, it's a, again, a ripple effect with that. I mean, we all know how we feel when we go and we look nice. When we take a nice hot shower and we get out and we style our hair, you know, we put on a nice pair of clothes, you know, we, we feel good. And, you know, that's, that's something that not everybody has opportunity to have, especially if you're living outside on the street. I can't even tell you how many people are looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. They have job interviews coming up and they're like, wow, I couldn't afford this haircut. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for helping me out. You know, that's, that's, that's huge. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people are out there. They're just trying to find jobs and they just don't have money to get a haircut. So they're really just trying to do the best they can. Could you explain the jump bag? What it is, what's in it, and why you call it that? I was in the fire department when I was younger. And when you arrive onto a scene in a medical emergency, you don't really know exactly. You have a brief brief description from dispatch, but you don't always know if that's going to be accurate. So you have a jump bag. And that bag, for me, contains um, my scissors, my razor, different combs, um, my sanitation spray, my sanitary spray that I spray on each of my tools after I'm done cutting, a cape, neck neck um, protectors, like the neckties, the sanitary strips, um, my guards, and that's that's basically what I have in my jump bag. And then I always have extra granola bars to pass out. People donate clothing and toiletries and non-perishables for yes. you to take and give to people. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. It's awesome. What do you want people to understand and to know about the people that you come into contact with, the people that aren't really recognized or we sort of push them to the side? I mean, people can walk past a homeless person all day and never really notice that they're there. Right. What do you think people need to understand about I think they need to understand and that is a great question Lisa I think they under they need to understand that this is for most people a phase this is not permanent where they're at in their life this is not an always situation this is not a forever situation these people a lot of them you see will end up working they will end up being your neighbor Um, shopping in a grocery store next to you. Everybody deserves a second chance. So these are not all just alcoholics. These are not all drug addicts. These are people like you and me that have fallen on really hard times and they've had unexpected, maybe tragedies happen that have led them to, to this place. You don't just stay in one particular area. You want to talk about that a little bit, all the places that you've gone and cut hair? Yeah, I've cut hair um, up and down the East Coast. There's just a lot of places, you know, Baltimore, Frederick, Jessup, Laurel, Hagerstown. You were telling me sometimes you'll be just driving down the road and you see somebody that looks like they might need a haircut and you pull over. Oh, yeah. When the opportunity arises, I usually have my bag in the car (laughs) with it charged up and I have food and I usually have clothes from donations. So if I if I see somebody um, and I feel like it's appropriate, I will absolutely stop for sure. How many haircuts do you think you've given? At this point, I'd say well over maybe 2000. 
and you're out there all kinds of weather all kinds of situations mm -hmm. you want to talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that i feel like if they're out there in the cold i can suck it up and do the same it's only for me at least i can go home to a warm bed a warm shower and they're they're out there braving those elements so um that's the least i can do what are some of the worst conditions that you've you've had to do? I cut a woman's hair in the snow. Really? <laughs> I mean, it was snowing, and I cannot remember what I was doing. Well, it hadn't started snowing yet, but it was coming. And uh, I was driving, and I saw I saw this lady, and I could tell she needed a little attention. So I I pulled over and I asked her if she needed a haircut, and she's like. She was very excited, um, so I started cutting her hair, and it was snowing, like big snowflakes. And we were just both laughing about it, and, you know, we all got we got wet, but it was so worth it. <laughs> and it was fun, and my hands were frozen to my scissors. You said the one woman looked like she needed some attention. What do you mean by that? I could, she was a little bit older, and uh, she just was kind of walking down the street with some bags, and shuffling her feet and she was not in a hurry and there was a storm approaching mm. and I just had a feeling there's just a feeling that I felt intuition if you want to call it that how has this had an impact or benefited you as a human being these many years of doing this this over 2,000 haircuts what kind of impact because I know what kind of impact you're having on the people you're helping but has this, do you feel this has made you a, a better human being? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it has, um, it saved my life in many ways. I was going through a divorce years ago. And I mean, that just gave me strength when I felt like I was in the worst of it. Um, every day was hard for me to get out of bed, but I would pull myself out of bed to go to work because I had to get paid. Um, but then I would pull my, on my days off, like I could have just laid there and laid there all day. Actually, I was in a pretty big depression, but instead I forced myself and I would go and I'd cut hair and it was the only happiness that I had. It was the only thing that gave me purpose at that time. So people have helped me. I mean, doing this has helped me more than I can, way more than I can say. It has just changed my life. Where do you see this going? I'm a fly off by the seat of my pants kind of girl. Like, I just go where the wind takes me, you know, on a, on a day off. I can't make it any, I don't have it in me to make it any bigger. I'm working two jobs right now. And, uh, you know, I'm just doing what I can, just plugging away, um, you know, doing this at least once a week. And, uh, I'm just not going to stop. Like, I just don't see myself stopping anytime, anytime soon. I had, I had a woman email me a while back and I, I, I think she had a, she had seen me on the news and she, she emailed me a thank you letter because she, I had cut her hair like in Baltimore city, uh, probably like six years ago. And she was in a bad place, really bad place. And she emailed me and told me that she was getting married and she's doing great with her life. She's very happy. And, you know, when you, when you hear people tell, and she said, and the one thing that she did say that I'll never forget, she said, I will never forget people like you. She said, I was at the worst 
and you came in and you took the time to spend with me and you gave me the best haircut I've ever had and you made me feel human again. Wow. When you hear somebody tell you that, how could you stop? <laughs> like, I, I could never stop. I mean, I'm getting this positive affirmation on a daily basis almost. So, I mean, man, it just keeps me going. I would like to thank my guests for joining me today on The Human Condition with Lisa Gregory. And thank you, the listener, for joining us today. If you would like to know more about the show, please visit my website at thehumancondition.podcast.com.